Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Uh, it's good to have you listening. So just a real quick one. We are running a three-day online experience called Awaken Your Potential. It does exactly what it says on the tin. We are throwing in a ton of value, including instant access into our elite brotherhood, which is our membership suite, um, accountability systems, the content vault, focus sessions. Uh, We've thrown in five of our most impactful online programs for free, a copy of my best-selling book, Remember the Mission, uh, the PDF version, uh, bonus masterclasses, the potential to come down here to Bexhill for the day, for development day. If you ever have been thinking about coming to work with me or working on yourself in terms of professionally or personally, then this is one of your opportunities to do so. All you've got to do is go and click the link in the bio, go and have a read through, make sure it's for you and register your free spot. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, I'll catch up with you real soon. So I put out a survey um, and got 107 responses back and over 80%, over 80% of those people that filled out that form said that this was not where they wanted to be and that this role which is so important was getting neglected and that was your role as a leader to the kids and your as a as a role model to your kids was not what they wanted was not at the standard or the level or the impact that they wanted to have and the main reason was was because of career obligations okay so over 80% of those people said they weren't happy with the way that they were showing up for their kids okay because they were so distracted and this has to be a primary role okay for you and i've come to learn over the last 10 years of being in business that work and career can get in the way and from my own experience i'm going to be able to share five key tips five key tips all right that um i've learned that you can take on board to make sure that you take on this role and this responsibility as a leader as a role model to your kids so that you lead this legacy right and i think it's really really important this so let's get into it without further ado and let's make sure that we are raising our game when it comes to being a role model to our children Welcome to the Rise to Thrive show. I am your host, James Borman. If you are coming through, then please do hit the like button, the love heart button, and please do comment and engage. Um, what I'd love to hear from you, if you are guilty of this, are you guilty of maybe not reaching your potential as a, as a role model, as a dad? Do we sometimes get caught up in the distractions of life? Okay. Do we sometimes get distracted by the career, by our own needs? Could we do better? I think is what we're trying to get to, right? So <clears throat> these five things are um, very much based on my own experience. So my own experience of um, going through parenting, four, diff- four different kids that I know of. Um, so 18-year-old, 16-year-old, 60-year-old, 2-year-old. Um, I think it's worth saying that I was, um, uh, I think it's worth saying that I was a different type of man and dad 
when I had my first two at 16 and 18, maybe 27 was too young, maybe, as a father, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't really maybe have many many values there. The way that I parent now and think different with my six and two year old would probably have been very different to the way that I parented and conducted myself as a father when my other two were six and two. But either way, all of that experience, I, I think has kind of led to this list of five things that I, that I hope will give you value, will raise your self-awareness levels in terms of being a role model as a father. And by the way, like I'm not an expert at this I'm just sharing my own life's lessons for you to go away and take and filter what what you want from it okay so the first one um, when you when I when I say it um, it probably just think yeah well obviously obviously so the first one is being present all right and I think some people think that being at home or being in the same room is being present okay so there is a distinct difference in being present in the moment in the conversation and then just being in a room okay and being on your phone or watching Netflix or being distracted so when I talk about being present I mean it's if your kids watching telly like you can't a hundred percent like always being present right you know, if they're watching TV or they're just doing their own world, you don't necessarily have to, have to disturb that. But you can always be like, do you want to play? Do you know what I mean? But if they're talking to you and they're trying to have a conversation, so I'm thinking about my six-year-old at the time, at, at this particular time. So if she's talking to me about a project she wants to do or a craft or she's waffling on, if she's talking to me why I'm on this and I'm looking at this and I'll just be with you in, this, in a minute, darling, what type of example does that set right and I think it's really important that actually I do believe one of the things that we're trying to do within our role as being a role model is to instill self-belief is to instill self-esteem is to instill that they are well loved Um, and I think it's really really important that we are present in the conversations that we have, in the communications that we have, in the interactions that we have, in the play wrestling that we have, in the building the blocks, and jumping on a trampoline. Stop thinking about what you've got to do and being in the moment. And I think it's so powerful. And I noticed it, and I would say a year and a half ago, I was probably like consumed with my career. And I was, I was like, why doesn't Alba ever want me to put her to bed? Why doesn't Alba show me the love that shows you? And I'm talking to my wife, obviously. And I started to notice that actually there wasn't that closeness that I desperately wanted. Do you know what I mean? And I think it was probably down to I had the wrong, I, I was sending out the wrong messages. And I think about this year and the dramatic changes that I've made for me personally, being present, being more focused, doing more bedtimes, reading more stories, doing taking, doing more club runs, picking up from school, all of these things. And I've noticed the difference of the love that she shows me. And you've got to earn that love and respect, even, even from a six-year-old, right? You might as well be a stranger if you're, not, if you're not being present. All right, second one. I think is always lead by example. Now, when I've spoken to a lot of men, 
a lot of the reason a lot of men struggle with overwhelm, confidence issues, belief issues, is a, is a byproduct of our own parents and their behavior and their communication with us, right? I don't ever think that sometimes many guys were loved enough. Um, I don't think a lot of them um, were instilled with confidence and self-belief thinking about the generation and, I, and we're a very different generation now right we've evolved um so i think these the, leading by example is is so important so how we handle stress if we're throwing things around the house because we're in a stress we're teaching our kids that's how we react when we get stressed right if we are getting snappy with mum when they get snappy with mum they get snappy with mum when they're angry. They're like, it's all right, dad does it. Like, he gets, do you know what I mean? So it's trying to find that fine balance. It's the way that we communicate. It's the actions that we take. So I often look at, let's take my son, for example. So like last year, I found his summer to-do list and he put it up on his board. And I was like, God, and he, and he saw my one, right? He saw my summer top 10 things that I wanted to achieve over, over, the, over 2022. So he went away and did that, and they're always watching, they're always listening, they're always taking in things. So if they see us exercising, man, it makes them want to exercise. If we're talking passionately about our lives and, 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 our, and uh, we're respecting everyone else around us, then they're going to do that. If we're in the car, calling everyone, in a, uh, whatever you call people in a car when they're getting cut up, then they think that's all right. So we'll try, and it, listen, in the heat of the moment, I get it, like, do you know what I mean? We all lose our temper. But I think we've got to almost make ourselves like that leader. So when we're leading people, we're always trying to remember, God, I'm trying to make a really good example. If we're really annoyed and we're stressed, get out of the house that the kids don't see that reaction. You know, and if we're ever self-doubting ourselves and we're talking negatively about ourselves, we don't want the kids to listen to that because what we're trying to instill, this is my own personal belief, by the way. Like, there's no right or wrong. There's probably different opinions here. But in our, in, in our house, we try not to, we try not to let the kids hear that because we want to just instill confidence, self-belief, high self-esteem. Do you know what I mean? We want to be able to have that mindset so that we can rise, the kids can rise above all of the negative chat. And even if they come up against confrontation when they're older, they believe in themselves that much <clears throat> that it doesn't matter what anyone else is saying. And that's what we're trying to get into. And we haven't got there with the two young ones yet, but we've gone through that with a 16 and 18 year old, worrying about what other people think, confidence issues, etc. So I think leading by example is, is, is always the right thing to do. And it should be one of the triggers for you to want to show up at a higher level, okay? Next one is communicate. You know, how I, I look at my 18 year old and we have some great conversations. She's on holiday in a minute. We talk every day on FaceTime. Um, we sat, you know, trying to get through to my 16-year-old boy is like trying to break out of prison at the minute. But I get it, he's at that age, you know. But when we do and we get into good conversation, it, it's quite interesting, the, the, the conversations that we have. The six-year-old, <laughs> it's quite intriguing, the communication that you have. And you're communicating, you're understanding her. She wants to feel loved, she wants to feel understood, she wants to feel like... Man, I'm, I'm an important part of this guy's life, even at six-year-olds, but you don't think about that. Even as a two-year-old, even, even though she can't talk properly, it's like communicating with her, it's engaging with her. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think it's just an, it, it's an underrated 
it's an underrated value that I think we neglect in our, in our role as parenting. Uh, you know, I've been guilty of it before. Um, you know, one day <laughs> they're going to get to 18, and I and I and I desperately missed it. If I didn't have my six and two year old, I would desperately miss that. You know, that young, that young age, and it's really making the most of it. You know, careers and obligations and distractions they can really pull us away from some of the most amazing moments of our life. So I put here, show love beyond, beyond what's uh, expected. So for a lot of guys, I think, and I think this is a generation thing, that there's always been a lack of love. And one of the things I always want my kids to say when they grew up is that they were well loved. And I always think that as long as you're giving your kids as much love as possible, and you're kissing them and you're telling them how amazing they are and you reassure them, I think you're doing a great job, you know, I think you're always doing a great job. I think at the end of the day, our primary role is to make them feel safe and loved and that they can open, always be open with us, do you know what I mean? There's something very powerful in sharing a cuddle with a kid or giving them a kiss on the head and telling them that you love them all of the time. Again, it's subjective, but, but this is just me personally. And I have found that my relationships with my kids, even through rough patches, has always, like my, I'm talking about my big two, has always come back to that unconditional love and, and, and reinstilling that love and that they can always come to me, that I'm approachable. Uh, and you might think, well, I've got, obviously, of course, but how often do you cuddle those kids? How often do you kiss the kids? Because we always are getting pulled. There's always something pulling us away from those magical moments, right? There's always something going on in our minds, whether it's work, business, other people, judgment. Like, and sometimes it's trying to get ourselves into this bubble where we go, man, just enjoy and embrace that cuddle, embrace that love when you're like putting him to bed. And I just feel quite passionately about it, you know? And then the last one, and I've saved, I think, the best one till last. And I think the reason I've saved this one till last is because I feel like this wasn't done for a certain generation. And with many, many of the guys that I work with today, this is one of the missing ingredients. And I, and I do believe it's because of the generation of parenting. But the last one that I put was build their belief. And building their belief, I think, has got to be one of the most fundamental roles that you can play as a parent. So that actually when you pass and you die and you move on to what's ever next, that's your legacy. My dad always instilled the belief that I could do, that I could achieve. My dad always instilled the belief that there's always a way. My dad always believed, like instilled the belief that I'm good enough, that I don't need to compare myself. I think that that is the biggest gift that you can give your kid is the, the, the sense of achievement, the sense of believing that they can achieve anything that they want to do, like within reason. And I think this is, you have to put it into context, like, do you know what I mean? You have to put it within reason, you know? And I did this, I did this with my boy in terms of like, I'm gonna instill the belief that if he wants to be an NFL player, okay, then he can be an NFL player. And we're gonna do every single thing posi posi positively in the right direction to get him as close as he can to, to be there, okay? Because he might not be an NFL player and he's certainly not showing the commitment right now to do that. And I'll put my hands up, but 
if I can turn around and say, dude, we need to be training three times a day. We need to be eating this. We need to be going here. We need to be doing that. Through the process, through building that belief, what I am doing is providing a process for this kid to be able to build himself and build himself up to something and put realistic standards on it. I always say to him, this might not happen, but let's have the belief that we can get as close to it as possible. And then if it doesn't happen, then it's the belief that we can go and set up a business together, that he can write a book, that he can do everything, right? That is the most important one of all. Because if they have the belief that they can go out there and they can do something, that always, that is your legacy. That is your legacy. Whatever they achieve, the things that they achieve in life, their attitude, their mindset, their state of mind, is instilled from you which is why you have to lead you. And when you lead you, you lead them. When you're feeling sorry for yourself, when you're crying over spilt milk, when you're allowing work to distract you, when you're not showing up, when you're neglecting the gym, when you're making bad decisions, you are not in the right place to then instill belief. You have to be at the top of your game. Okay, some days we're not at the top of the game, but we have to remember the bigger picture, the legacy of what we're trying to achieve here with kids, okay? High achieving family guys, and that's what we wanna do. We wanna pass that on that. And we don't wanna force it on them. We're a coach, we're a mentor to them. That's, that's what we do. As we go through life and they get older, what I've come to learn is that I'm a mentor to my son, I'm a mentor to my older daughter, 16 and 18. And that becomes my role, right? They don't sit in a naughty step anymore. Instead, I try to teach them like I teach you. Cool. That's all I've got for you. All right. If you haven't already joined our Awaken Your Potential, you can. The link's in the description or a copy somewhere. Go and click on it. Learn how you can be your potential so that you can go and be a coach and mentor to the people that need you to be it. All right. Catch you soon, amigos. Oh, give me your number one takeaway from the show in the comments below, whether on YouTube or Facebook or whatever.